three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart. I'm Mark. And I'm Josh. Dude, it's been a long time. And I can't tell you how good it feels because I have been going all over town and I have run into people who are asking, when are you going to drop another episode? And can you please become a little bit more uh, consistent? Ooh. Uh-huh. Truth hurts though, huh? Yeah. But I felt I felt wanted. Uh-huh. So... Anyways, people always, are listening. Always leave them wanting more. Absolutely. How's your summer so far? It's good, man. Finishing up summer school. Mm-hmm. Things are great. About to head out the country for a hot second. So if this becomes a solo show, <laughs> you'll know why. Risky. Because the cartel is taking me, and now it's just you by yourself. How, how close are you going to... Uh... Listen, sometimes you got to dance with the devil a little bit. God, you talk so no, big. No, not at all. I bet you are on the resort for the sure. entire time. I mean, there's no reason not to be. No. Are you are you waterfront or are you just yeah. hanging out in the desert? No, we're waterfront. Okay, yeah, we balling. Good for yeah. you. How's yours? It's good so far. Yeah, uh, lazy, sitting around reading books. Uh, me and the wife are watching a bunch of TV. It's a nice time to catch up, right? Yeah, I do like the summer because like every show's on a break, and mm-hmm. so now you can finally like catch up without having to worry about falling behind on like the ones you do watch. And I never thought I would be that um, binge streaming guy. But there have been a couple shows uh, streamed and binged Umbrella Academy. Oh, I haven't done that one. I heard it's good, though. I like the third season better than the second. And then you and I have been talking about The Terminal List. Yeah, the, on Amazon. The Terminal List. I know. I, I, I asked somebody if they watched it, and they go, what's Terminal List? And I was like, <laughs> IST. I, I know. I was like, oh, I need to put spaces between my I talk so fast anyway. Uh-huh. I need to put spaces between my words. So good, right? It is, it is a good show. You don't want to watch it with your little kids or your pastor. No. But I think one of my pastors would probably appreciate uh, uh, the show. It, it kind of reminds me of like Jason Bourne meets John Wick. Meets Jack Reacher. Meets yeah, I didn't watch that one. So I need... The new Reacher? Uh-uh. That's with uh, Krasinski, right? No, that's Jack Ryan. Hey, let's get different names, though, huh? Right. So I am now following characters that are Reese, Reacher, and Ryan. Okay, so I don't know Reacher, then. Re- Reach. Tom Cruise did a, a couple movies. Oh, but it's not a show. Why well, was I thinking so it was Amazon, a show? So unfortunately, the character of Reacher is this monstrous human. And when they had Tom Cruise play it, some of the fans of the novels did not appreciate that. So, that's not who they're closed their eyes imagining. Right. So yeah. if you look up the kid, the guy that's playing him now, he is, I don't know, 6'6". Six, six, just six, a massive just individual. A, and, a, and a very clever character. That so. show's good, too? Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I guess I got to do that one, then. See, and, and my wife does not care for, for violence in shows unless it's justifiable vigilanteism oh, or revenge interesting there's yeah. got to be you can't just do it for the sake of doing it no so when denzel washington starts hurting people who yeah. kidnapped a kid she's all in that's great yeah now you know you know your niche i, I do I, I know what i can do yeah so dude well you hit me with this one yes topic of this <clears throat> well i don't even know what the topic is so you know me um you claim that i'm a conspiracy theorist i'm not i don't believe in conspiracies 
but I also don't believe in coincidences either. That puts you somewhere in the middle. So uh, I came across this uh, list of creepy things that the uh, World Economic Forum has said. This is the problem with you having so idle hands, right? <laughs> this is the problem. You start... I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, man, I'm really glad that you are kind of like that. No, that's the government listening. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. Like you, no offense, yeah. are on like the elderly side of Ooh. technology in this oh, I'm generation. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like to you, like YouTube, YouTube is still like the hot thing. That's not accurate. I, no, you're like, you, you, you go hard on YouTube. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. And YouTube is, it feels, in, this, in the way that it's keeping up, it also still feels like it's a little bit archaic now. Yes. Like, it's almost like the Facebook of social media. Right. Well, I remember being on a bunch of MySpace pages. Right. I mean, which is why, though, I'm, I'm glad that you aren't on, like, TikTok or Instagram, where, like, these, it's, you know, the algorithm is to get you info quickly. Because yes. I can just, there, there's a whole, you know, there are hashtag for these conspiracies. I just feel like you would be so much deeper down the rabbit hole, have the information come to you faster. So you're, you're right. Stay on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Don't go, don't go anywhere else. Well, and, and I forgot who, who said the quote that uh, religion is the opiate of the masses. I think that might've been Karl Marx, but I do believe now social media is the opiate of, for sure, of the masses. Um, Gotta get that hit. So, but stay off of it. It's not for you. Would you <laughs> it's not for you. Just one toke? No, because what we're talking about today is like already borderline getting into that. Okay, and so you you acknowledge that what we're going to talk about is approaching the creepy line. I think the way that you are going to spin it, no, is negative, and the way that I am going to spin it is positive. Oh, interesting. Okay, but so, we are talking about the same thing. And we'll, yeah, and and we'll, we'll let the, the commoners figure out who they want to. Agree side with, with. but sure. the World Economic Forum is the wealthy elite people, and they are trying to figure out a way to better govern the people and the planet. And this is where we hear about sustainability. Do we trust them? I don't really trust anybody. I don't know who they are. Um, who are they? Like, are you elected? Oh no, no. This is Bill Gates. Okay, so uh, these are just people. This is a Charles Schwab, whose like dad was a Nazi and mom's a. a, a Oh, gosh, you're the super wealthy Rothschild. Hey, but he will sell you some mutual funds at a really good <laughs> different, rate. Different Schwab. Oh. Golly. I got to grow you up. I don't on, know them. I don't on know the them. air, I got to grow you I up. I know them people. So anyways, these are, the, these are the guys who keep telling us that in the future you'll own nothing and be happy. These are the people who are telling us that we can eat bugs or the people who are telling us that we need to go uh, with less AC, less energy to save the planet. Um and of course, these people aren't, right? And so this list came out of all of these weird things, and I'm not going to even bother you with... Um, well, you picked one. I picked one, and, and it was, i got to find it here, tracking your clothes. And I didn't understand what this was, but they have actually come up with the idea of putting in a variety of different types of technologies into your clothing. Identifying pieces of technology yes for the sake of identification right and not of you as a person but of the garment itself right but you're wearing the garment right and uh they've talked about passports they've talked about a circular economy where you don't really buy the clothes you rent the clothes and then if you haven't worn it in a in a long enough time dude it's a vibe it notifies the manufacturer and they ask you to send it back 
you won't again you won't own this shirt um it so you're out on this I'm I am completely and totally terrified. This so, is this is the move from iTunes to Spotify right now, where you don't <laughs> own any of the music anymore, and you're just like clenching your compact discs at home in the basement, saying, "Okay, don't take my stuff." So is this, is this going to be like elder abuse? No, but I think that's a pretty good analogy. But by the way, you do know I got rid of my CDs, and I still have mine. So okay. I guess I'm I'm calling the kettle black. And who buys albums? I just think it's like really nice to have. Like <laughs> I I would still do it. If I had a CD player in my car, you don't. I don't think I do. I don't think I do either. Yeah. I okay. Um, but anyways, I, I I do believe in ownership, and it just became so ridiculous to buy a CD at ten, fifteen bucks. Sure. Um, when you can pay that a month and just download the music you want, I understand that technology is is listening and watching me. I don't have any tape over my camera. Do but you? you but you like you like Apple Music, right? Like I love Apple Music. It's extremely convenient. I love Amazon. But I was one of the I was a late a late subscriber. Oh, I didn't know that. I was buying albums. I, I need to go back and look at my iTunes and see what the last album I bought was, like what the date was. But these services were definitely already available. Remember yeah. Pandora? That was like the OG, but I, tons of ads. I was never a fan of Pandora. And it wasn't specific enough, right? It was like right. So I mean Spotify killed it. Mm-hmm. In that sense, but I, I was a late, I was late to that party, and mm-hmm. now that I'm in that party, I'm like, oh, this party's great, right? But most of our listeners who know you personally know that if you're not the first one to introduce the technology and the idea, you're a little bitter. That's you, fair. You, I thought you were going to use a different word right there. <laughs> I'm really glad you chose bitter. And yes, that is true. So here we have an idea that. Uh, Clothes are going to have a variety of technologies. Uh, now, you can make them more sustainable, and they're talking about a variety of different technologies uh, to make the clothes last longer. Um, but if they last longer, that means we won't be buying as many. We, and talk, so, we talking hashtag sustainable? Ha- yeah. Did, did you look some of this stuff up about sustainability? I did. Okay. Well, what, do you, what did you find? I mean, I'm all in on this. So, Wait, couple, a couple of things. Are you pro sustainability? I am. I am pro what this is going to do. <laughs> okay. Now, I I do have some some rose colored lenses on right okay. now because I love fashion. Yes. So there there are aspects of this that um, I'm probably too close to right okay. to be objective. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you what I found. Okay. So, newest reports. We got about a $3 trillion industry we're talking about here. Fashion. Three trill. That's a lot. Right. And the word, if you, of course, like with all of this new technology, everything is like algorithm, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So think of like your Amazon list. Like, hey, you bought this. I think of you, right, with books, uh-huh. which you do enjoy. I do enjoy books. When they, nope, you enjoy when they recommend a nice little book to I you. I do like that. So AI. you drink that Kool-Aid. I do. So... <laughs> What they're looking at doing now is sort of personalizing fashion for you mm-hmm. based on what it is that you are doing. And okay. I think that the majority of people are going to be really into this because it takes a lot of the workout. Workout of what? Shopping? Of like shopping, okay. of having to go try and find things. They're like, hey, you bought this. You probably would also like this. And uh, honestly, that, some things are already doing that. And that's a simple algorithm. Yeah, that's, that's very easy. What we are getting to, though, is... Data points, mm-hmm. data points, data points, data points. Everything rides on this buying and selling of data. So all of the stuff. If you watched the um, what was the Facebook doc? Uh, uh, 
Social Dilemma? Is that the one on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like all of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like personal information, buying and selling of it. But being able to predict what people are going to want to buy, what mm -hmm. they are willing and able to buy when it comes to fashion has been a little bit harder. Now, we are... There is some technology that does already exist, but this idea that technology in the software now is looking to be a $44 billion market by 2030. So this software that helps you create these algorithms for fashion. So now, before we go farther, okay. I will give you two guesses at who has already gone deep dive in this. Give me two companies you think that are not going to, I don't know, wait. Uh, are we talking fashion companies? Nope. Uh, I'm going to go Amazon. Yep. And Apple. Google. Ah, okay. Close. So these two already have programs that exist. A lot of these projects where they are trying to figure out how to best to get you the things they need mm -hmm. that you think that you need, right? Obviously with Amazon, that makes a lot of sense. They've been doing it for a while, but it's really looking at trend reports. When it comes to like brands that are doing this, an interesting name came up, Tommy Hilfiger. Interesting. Which hasn't been relevant to me. In quite a while. And it's never been relevant to me. I think they're they're still like background players and they are still doing things like mm -hmm. designers. High-end designers are still working at a lot of these companies and stuff. But what they are trying to do is figure out a way to look at patterns, at colors, at different trends that people are, oh, they, this piece didn't do very well because of this. Mm -hmm. Right? And there's a quote that's here that I really like. It says, with this machine learning, you can predictably know where to take up 80% of your collection. You're left with 20% to know what you can innovate. This is where you can be creative. Mm -hmm. So this idea that we like creative, we like creativity, we don't know what the trends are going to be, but mm -hmm. everyone who has been around long enough, especially right now, you're like, oh, the 90s are back. Like, everything is circular, right? Hey, first of all, the 90s never went out of style. Right. Okay. Okay, except for the fluorescent tank tops we hey. wore. Okay, <laughs> but it's back in a big way. So okay. there isn't a lot of guesswork. So this 20%, for those of you that are purists in fashion and think people should be able to create out of their imagination, they're talking mm -hmm. about 20% of the industry still being able to do that. But this is where I thought was interesting, and this is where they're trying to catch up with the way that if you've ever bought something and returned it, they'll usually ask you why. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you return it? The huge piece of data that we're missing, and they talk about this in, in this article, is that something like when you go on and try something on in the fitting room, which is almost OG now, mm -hmm. right, and you don't buy it. That company doesn't get a data point as to why you didn't buy it. Good point. They only get the number of units that are moved. Okay. So how are they supposed to better serve you if, you know, oh, the length was this, or you said it was this and it was actually this, right? So this, it, it, it ends up sort of becoming like this mining. Mm -hmm. And this, the companies are really trying to find a way to save money, of course, right? Like we shouldn't be making things that people aren't going to buy. Well, let's make sure we, we identify, not only do they want to save money, but they also want you to buy more. So it's a win-win for them. They want to hone how they market so that they can save money on cost, distribution, materials. But then if they can tap into your brain, and this is the part that scares me, if they can tap into your brain and figure out what you want, what you need, or if they can actually uh, 
uh, market something to you you didn't even think about. Right. That's what it is. They're yes. going to show you, you didn't even know that you needed this, but mm-hmm. now that you're seeing it, how do you feel? Right. Right. And so one of the, like, it's hard because we've been living in this evolved fashion change. We, we don't necessarily think like, oh, here comes our fall collection. I do. Right. Yeah, like I, that's not me. Yeah. No. And I also, I think that we're a little bit, um, kind of handicapped in that we live in California Yeah. and we don't exactly like you can kind of wear the same thing all year for yeah. the most part. I mean, you can have a hot season and a cold, colder muggy yeah i was gonna say not as hot there you go (laughs) season but in a lot of other areas you definitely do like the full changing of your closet like if you're in chicago and it's october like there's not a t-shirt in sight no puffy jacket yeah so that idea has already changed and i know you're not as familiar with a lot of like the online big retailers um i've got daughters I know, but like, Sheen. do they shop? Okay, you know Sheen. All right, dog, I see you. you. Know do you own anything from Sheen? I can already say no. No, you don't. That was a rhetorical by, question. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, when I do go into this world of AI predicting what clothing I'm going to wear, it's going to be a blue shirt, tan pants, and brown boots. Okay, we're gonna hold hold that thought because I want to talk about that. Okay, but. So what we're looking at, I was looking at some of the data on some of this, and another one like is Fashion Nova is like another one. There's something called Pretty Little Thing. That's another one. Um, I would never click on that. I know. Okay, but here's my point. We're looking at sort of doing this like 52 mini seasons. A week? A week. A. Casey. Uh, you want you want some data? I, I do, but I'm terrified at this because I feel as though – these companies are creating um, fashion slaves. Yes. You are there to consume their products so that they can make as well, much money as and possible. And let's use that term like in both fronts because guess what? Someone has to make all of those. Mm-hmm. So Sheen. Sheen is very well known for making really crappy clothing. Inexpensive. The fastest fashion you can imagine. Yes. They are adding sometimes up to a thousand new styles a day. And, and you say thousand styles, that's also tens of thousands of articles of clothing. For sure. For each style. But if you go on to Sheen today and then you go on to Sheen tomorrow, like different stuff. Right. Like, and let's just like backtrack it and say they're exaggerating. Let's just say it's a hundred mm-hmm. new styles. It's low cost. It's low quality. Mm-hmm. That's the trade-off that you get, but you get the dopamine hit. Everything's new. I can buy it. It's $7. I wear it twice. It fell apart. Oh, well, I only paid $7. I'm going right. to throw it away. So one of the things that they brought up and the thing you get to think about is the environmental issues that we're seeing with this. So the EPA, 12 million tons of clothes are sent to landfills annually. Yes. Right? So... And these numbers are probably subjective, but we have 4% of total annual greenhouse gases are coming from the fashion industry. Does that sound right? And I've gotten, uh, according to the World Economic Forum, they said as much as 10%. Okay. I got Now, I, when, when you consider production of clothing compared to distribution of clothing, because you and I both know that in Sri Lanka and Bangladesh and Vietnam and China, that those fabrics are not being produced in those countries so the raw material has to be sent someplace dyed someplace and then shipped someplace else to make the cheap fast fashion and it's usually in a developing country and then it's shipped to uh, a developing 
part of the world which buys, like you said, all of their clothes on, on Amazon or some other online uh, site. Now, I, I will be honest. That type of technology doesn't scare me as much as some of the other technology applications I'm seeing uh, advertised in clothing. Right. So this is multifaceted, right? Yes. Like there's a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. We One, you are not stopping the AI right? in terms of trying to make better versions of this. Now, we t you talk about like we have to make all those clothing. What the other piece that's happening here is we're trying to get machines mm -hmm. to do this instead of people. But don't people need jobs? People do need jobs. Okay. But they're not our people. <laughs> they are not our people. They're somebody else's people, mm -hmm. right? And so there is that side of things too. And I, you probably know more about this than I do with robotics background and stuff, but there's a lot of work on 3D printing. Yes. And how long until consumers at a normal price range, have 3D printers in their house? Um, well, you can have uh, uh, a relatively inexpensive 3D printer in your home for a couple hundred bucks. Um, the material is primarily plastic, which means you're still dependent upon the fossil fuel industry and the distillates, the, 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 the crummy bottom portions of the petroleum, are used to break down into carbon-based plastics. Um, I don't think I could. I would wear a comfortable three-dimensionally printed shirt. Um, well, they're doing some weird stuff now. Yeah, but it's not. It's not functional. Well, there are some that are working, and of course, they're the biggest names in. So the things that I was reading, it was mostly about shoes. Mm -hmm. Not surprising. Yes. Uh, but Adidas, Nike, and New Balance all have these projects that they're trying to do some sort of 3D print. Okay. Now, one of the things I thought was pretty cool, and this again is like, how much data do you want to give people? They're 3D printing the insoles for certain particular shoes that you can order based on your foot. See, and that to me makes sense as a as, as good business. Are you not worried that they have your foot scan? Well, how do they get my foot scan? You probably have to send it to them. Or... Or maybe I bought a pair, a pair of smart socks. Now, if you don't mind, give me, give me a couple minutes here. There are now socks that are being sold that have sensors throughout the foot. And as you walk or run or climb... Like pressure is, points almost? Yes, it's collecting data. It wants to make sure that the left foot and the right foot are, are being used equally. We've been doing this for years, though. You remember the Nike ID, the little thing that would go underneath your insole? Did you ever have a shoe like that? I did, but I didn't I didn't have the app. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but remember that was the hottest thing for a while? Well, and what Didn't that thing, based upon your pace, would pick a song? It could with, B, with BPMs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, in an isolated situation, that's fine, but the sock is now uploading or downloading or doing something, this data, and it's being stored or sent someplace. So then I get an advertisement from Nike saying, for $69.99, you can have custom insoles made, uh, and they can be at your door in 24 hours. I don't even need you to respond. Just hit yes. That sounds great. No, terrifying. You don't want to feel better? No, I don't want to be watched all the time. There are yoga pants now and yoga uh, exercise outfits with sensors in them that can tell whether or not you're in the right position and will give you a little 
vibration buzz. Talking free coaching? Okay. But it's monitoring you. Great. That doesn't scare you? No, I'm good. Okay. We now have uh, technology. Uh, Are you familiar with the term uh, biometrics? No. Okay. I mean, I heard it, but I don't think I know. But you've been under anesthesia because you had to get surgery, right? And they monitor your heart rate and they're monitoring your blood pressure. We now have clothing that can do that. Now, your smartwatch will do it for you, but you can take the smartwatch off if you don't want to be tracked. We're now looking at a world where quite possibly um, Sheen is in bed with Amazon and Google and Facebook and, and Meta, and you will be living this monitored, surveilled AI, let's order you a new shirt because we to- we could tell that the left elbow pad is starting to wear out. That is starting to freak me out because there's no privacy. There is no privacy. Wait, are you okay with, with that level of surveillance? It's tough, right? Like everything is cool until it's not. That's the creepy line. It is, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I've always kind of been like, if you're not doing anything wrong, like what does it really matter? Now, that's like anti-founding fathers. Right. Like everything. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I do, there have been some times where I'm like, like with the, um, like Amazon auto delivery. Uh-huh. Like every month, like we get dog food or right. whatever it is. It's nice to be like, oh, I don't have to waste any energy into that. And my life is better. Okay. And, and that is something you set up. Now, yeah. wouldn't it be weird if you bought your refrigerator through Amazon and it was a uh, uh, Apple-made product and what's in your refrigerator is actually on your social media account and as you are... As the eggs go away, like new eggs come? New eggs show up. Dude, I'm all in. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm all in. Oh, this... I, here's what I would do. I would reduce my diet to five foods <laughs> if that were attainable. Would you really? I, oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, there's nothing wor- like there's like my obsessive personality. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that will like count out how many of something I have left okay. to know if I can have one today based on like what I need for the week. Okay. So if it's like protein bars, like I counted it. Yes. Not to brag, but I finished my protein bars exactly the last day of school. Real quickly, when you eat Smarties, remember those candies? I do. Okay. And you unwrap them. Yep. You dump them all in your hand. Do you organize them by color? No, but I don't dump them into my hand. You take them out of the packaging like one at a time. This level of obsession, though, is as if you take out the M&Ms or the Skittles and you make a decision. Do I organize them in color groups or do I put them in a rainbow sequence so that I know Roy G. Biv every <laughs> single time you run through it? No. I just love I don't know. To me some of that stuff sounds kind of cool, but I do see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Like at some point stuff's just going to start showing up that you yeah. never asked for. Here's a here's a question for you. What if we could put solar panels and perpetual motion springs in your clothing? And then plug your phone or uh, Apple Watch into your clothing and so that you never have to worry about charging your devices while you're out. Hashtag sustainability? But okay. Are we powering our own phones with our right. body now? Yeah. You're down with that. Dude, is it going to give me cancer? 
Oh, of course. Uh, okay. And they're not. Is it prolonged at least? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, was it just 30 years ago? Tobacco was finally honest and said that it, it gave you cancer. Yeah. And in the 20s, doctors were prescribing cigarettes. So we're pretty close for the cell phones, yeah. huh? Um, so here's the thing about the sustainability that concerns me. Hashtag sustainability, as we've been saying on this podcast for some time, is just a catchphrase. Because if you really want to be sustainable, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Plants make fabric. You don't need to 3D print it. We don't need fancy space-age technology. So you're ready to go backwards. I've always been ready to go you backwards. You want to wear, like, reeds. Reed? <laughs> <laughs> I did have a pair of rope sandals that Jesus probably wore. That's what I'm saying. That's what you want to go back to. But I'm totally cool with jeans and a, and a white T-shirt. Um, the, the monitoring... Uh, that can be embedded in clothing, whether it's UV detectors so that you know how much UV light you're getting or Bluetooth capability you can connect. They're even putting little speakers. Do in. the little headphones? The, yeah. The uh, hoodies? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Okay, so that's cool, but... But that's for sure giving you cancer. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and just like it's producing sound out of, the spe- out of the speaker, I'm almost certain there's a microphone. For sure. So... On a scale of one to ten, if if this level of AI slash consumer surveillance makes your life easier, what is your degree of comfort? Comfort Oof. one through ten. How much inside of fashion or outside of fashion? Okay, so this is a fashion specific. Yeah, thing. Okay. kind of. Let's I'm keep a, let's keep it fashion. Uh, I don't really like that. Okay, but everyday things. Mm-hmm. Like if like if somehow like a, someone with like a huge truck like mm-hmm. came by and filled up my car with gas when my car told uh-huh. that company that my gas was low, I'm all in on that. Okay, what if that same company knows where you went to go through your gas? That's fine. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Are they gonna come fill up my tank? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I'm all in. But they know where you were at. That's okay. Okay, I'll tell them. Right, but that's your choice. No. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I went to Bakersfield and back. And like, uh, and they're like, well, that's going to be, okay, you're going to need half a tank. Yep. yep. Fill her up. Okay. Have you heard about this technology from your phones? Or I guess they make smart cars now that carry these chips. Um, you can drive past, or you can be approaching a billboard, and there are sensors further down the road that will digitally change the advertisement on the billboard. Dang, where is this? As you drive. I need that. Big, big cities. Ah. Uh, okay. That's terrifying. I do not. Kind of cool. Oh, my God. How do, I mean. Do you ever use the um, the thing? Have you seen the thing you can do on your phone where it's like you can say, it, you can like make a note. Let's say you need eggs. Uh-huh. And like your phone will buzz when you go by a grocery store no. so that you don't forget eggs on the way home. Oh, it's genius. It's terrifying. But also genius. It's Big Brother. It's, yeah, it's but 1984. they're trying to help. Uh, yeah. Until yeah. they're not. The uh, What's the old saying? Uh, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Yeah, dude. These okay. intentions are sweet. So you are, you're coming from a business model that makes your life easier as long as they give you good fashion tips. No, 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 no. Okay, here's the other side of this because this is where we're going to get. Okay. Actually, let me finish this thought. Okay. When we talk about you going blue shirt, mm-hmm. pair of pants, whatever, this Tan. is this yeah, Khaki. Can, yeah, yeah. This is my fear. 
as someone who likes the diversity of fashion and mm -hmm. people's choices and your expression as a person, mm -hmm. this is just going to turn everybody into that dad who only wears the same thing. And he just has like the Homer Simpson closet where it's just the one color <laughs> shirt. I'm okay or, with or maybe you get like Amazon will start recommending, Hey, you should try maybe a red one, but mm -hmm. you just have the, like you find what you like. Right. And then you just, it just becomes your uniform. Yes. And you're, but you're okay with that. I am. Oh gosh, see that? I don't like. You couldn't wear a uniform? This is where I have an issue. But see, I am the traditional, I've come to the fact I'm, I'm, I'm average. Slightly below in some areas, slightly above in others. But when it comes to North Fresno, I am blue shirt, khaki pants, boots. <laughs> but that's, that I think is where, that I think is what this leads to. Mm -hmm. And if I had a conspiracy theory, this is what I'm going for. We're starting to oh, create a uniform for everyone. Okay. For everyone? Or is everyone going to be dressing like Mao? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Eventually, all roads lead to the point of the spear. Okay. But not you. You are... Not me. I don't want any part of that. You are fashion... You can come fill my car, but I'm choosing what I'm wearing. Interesting. So, there's another side of this argument that I want to get to, which is so fun. Okay. Okay. So in one of the articles that I was reading, it talks about the three Ps of fashion for the future. Product passports, which you kind of talked about, yeah. and we'll get into it again. Prediction, precision, and personalization. Okay. So in some ways, we're already seeing some of this stuff make sense, right? The passports you talk about, things I was reading would be like unique QR codes. Yes. And different thing, tags and different things. And it allows you to kind of, you remember the, you remember the book, uh, The Story of a Traveling T-Shirt? No. Oh, it was the uh, sort of they they did a um not Radio Lab, was it, oh NPR did a thing where they covered oh, yes. the T-shirt that traveled. I thought you were talking about the traveling pants. Okay. No, 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 very different, very different. But like getting to see every stage of it, creating accountability for the products itself, okay. and we we go hashtag sustainability all the time. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw on here or that I was reading about was how many people do not believe that at all. There was, as part of like this passport tool, mm -hmm. recent survey, 80% of consumers are skeptical of sustainability claims by fashion brands. Good. And you can thank the common counterpart for that. That's got to be yeah. us. So this idea that you, you know, you're going to build this in, you should know where it goes. Like we talked about with our, de our desert mm -hmm. episode, right? Wait a minute. Something just clicked in my head. When I'm reading about passport... I'm thinking about you going places. Are you saying the passport is telling the consumer? Yeah, where the where, clothing's been. So, and so where it was manufactured. Yeah, where, where all the, the stuff came from. Interest. Where it started. This and this is what they're. Okay. This is what some of the companies are arguing is. This is how you keep secondhand stuff going. This mm -hmm. is how you don't end up with a bunch of stuff in the Atacama Desert. Mm -hmm. this is where it, it gets continued to be reused and you can find it. And someone who, when I want something, I want to find it. Mm -hmm. This is like a scavenger hunt. And so I'm scavenger hunting right now to always try and find things, whether it's a certain pair of shoes mm -hmm. or this old jacket or whatever it may be. This type of passport system would make it easier for me to find those things and easier for me to trace the life back of my stuff. Or easier for you to surveil the clothes that you once owned that you sold at a garage sale. 
you are also correct. You, you yes. are a fashion voyeur slash stalker. Is that not okay? It's not okay. Um, I got a question for you though, because uh, you were probably still in diapers when this happened. Kathy Lee Gifford got herself in a little bit of trouble years ago for sweatshops. Regis? Uh, well, Regis and Kathy Lee? Is Regis still with us? I don't think so. Okay. R.I.P. if he's yes. not. Um, he was always a good guy. But we don't like the idea of sweatshops. Correct. But fast fashion exists because of sweatshops. Yes. And a ton of things are made in China. Do you anticipate the quote-unquote passport will be turned on while it's still being made in China? Or do you think they get to turn on the passport <laughs> once it hits international waters? It's just like blacked out, like <laughs> like the signal yes. doesn't exist. Yes. It's like you try and watch like the baseball games that are in your area, and they're like, oh, this is a blackout game. You have yeah. to get this local channel for that. <clears throat> uh, that's a good question. Yeah. That, I don't know. You have to have some transparency. Do you? I think it helps. I don't, I don't know if big governments have to, but um, now, it would be nice. Here's the other part where this is where I love it. As someone who is invested in markets where there are a lot of fakes, okay. this would very much help the premium markets and the premium brands from being knocked off because you would be able to pass the ID and you would be able to have access to that information. Now, before you speak, because I already know you're going to say it, well, there's going to be hackers that come through <laughs> exactly. and, they, and they change the passport information. Yeah, I get it, man. There's like five guys that can uh -huh. do that. I just think it's cool. Like, I bought a pair of shoes yesterday. Okay. Really? I'm, what a surprise. Are you wearing them? I am. I'm going to turn I, so I, I think can get I saw them when you came opinion. in. I like those. Now, but you showed me the inside of the shoe, not the... Okay, I don't know who makes those because it doesn't have an emblem on it. So these are the Yeezy 700 Wave Runners. Okay. So this was made by Sir Kanye West. Uh, and this shoe, I bought it secondhand from someone. Okay. There was, there was a process I had to go through to make sure that they were real. Okay. There's spacing and the inside tag. You have to look at the barcode on the box. You have to make sure that... Uh, there are always these these little, these, these little things because okay. the shoe is um, faked a lot. Really? Jordans are faked a lot. You can end up with bad shoes. Okay. Now I took a bit of a risk in buying these shoes, and they're real. Okay. Did did you wind up in the back alley of I, Bakersfield? No, I okay. bought these in the parking lot of a Dutch Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> And I would, it would be great if there was some type of way to sort of keep this stuff accountable. And if you go to the garment district in mm -hmm. L.A., you can buy fake Gucci all you want. Right. And it looks pretty legit. Unless you're a Gucci expert and then correct. people can sniff it out. Correct. Okay. So this, like, I feel would bring some legitimacy to secondhand markets when it comes to fashion. That's okay. all I'm saying. Now, what you said was you're okay with a little bit more surveillance to ensure your unhealthy obsession yes, with fashion that's exactly what I'm saying. Al allows you to have some security. Sure. So with surveillance in your mind comes what is, security. What is, what is the quote? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever said that? I don't know. It's, I, it's on a movie. I thought I saw it on a commercial. Oh, maybe that too. No. It's really famous and we're going to feel really dumb. I saw it on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but that's not where it's from. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. I think maybe it did. Government, where's it from? Does it bother you that we have been listened to this entire time yes. by the, the PA system? No, it's fine. Okay, it, it bothers me. Oh, so there's a lot of new things coming. This is kind of exciting. Um, terrifying. 
I love the fact that in almost, Mark, in almost every aspect of life, you and I are the opposite side of the same coin. And I'm glad that you're happy for a greater degree of surveillance on you in the name of fashion. Okay, well, one last point, to, so you can believe me. 2008, global brand counterfeiting report, $98 billion industry Okay. in fakes. Yes. That would all go away if you just let us put a microchip in your stuff. Oh, because when you legalize and surveil and monitor, the bad stuff goes away. Um, yeah. Okay. Simple. It's simple. You're right. I just I don't need know to, why you don't listen to me I more. just need to trust big government and big business more often. They've never screwed me over. Okay. One last thing before we go. <laughs> I know. This is, this is short, though. And we both saw this, and I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. So one of the other things that brands are trying to do is experiment with different types of fabrics. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I saw, a lot of it has to come with 3D printing, is they are creating garments that expand. Okay, did you, did you see the... I did, the I gar- saw it. Okay. It looked like, to me, it looked like a vest from like the Middle Ages made of like chain. Oh, I think I saw something a little different. Okay, so you can put it on. Yes. But it has like the stretching capacity to cover like three different sizes. Yes, which makes sense for children. Which is clearly made for Americans. <laughs> yes. As you make your small children diabetic, yes. the ugly garment will grow with their pudgy body and what's clear is it never goes the opposite way <laughs> you're never buying a small thing you know you're yeah. never buying a large thinking oh cool it'll shrink so i can hold on to mm-hmm. it for longer because i'm going to become a small one day no, no. it's for no. when you're a small yes then the- you become a large mm-hmm. this shirt will still fit now i'm i have the problem where i buy shirts that fit me well and then son of a gun over the course of the life of the shirt my wife washes them in hot water because that can be the only reason to explain why they shrink of course um it would be nice to have the shirts that my wife shrinks intentionally i know she does it and she loses my socks uh it would be nice to have those shirts but it's kind of a cool idea right it is like it's like those one size fits Mm -hmm. most but let me ask you something why would a company want to sell you clothing knowing that you wouldn't have to buy more clothing. Well, are they not just going to charge you three times as much, and then now you've already bought three shirts, and you could have bought the same shirt in a small, medium, and large? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. But you feel better about it, and And, that's hashtag sustainable. And it's gimmicky. Absolutely. And and gimmicks go a long way. Absolutely. So uh, I'm glad that you and I were able to discuss fashion. You're a little bit more pro on this end. I mean, do you feel like we had like a therapy session right now? No, I'm actually incredibly anxious at the moment. Oh, okay. You want to go shopping? Uh, No, no. (laughs) Well, before we sign off, I know you have some quotes. I do. In fact, uh, and it's funny, you knew where I was going. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because some people might call me paranoid. There's only one place you can go. Put the hat on and give us your quote. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know who uh, Dr. Buck Minfinster Fuller was, he was the guy who invented the buckyball which is part of nanotechnology now. Brilliant guy. It's technically a molecule that if you looked at it, it looks very similar to a soccer ball in its structure. Okay, And so this guy goes way back. He's not with us anymore. But he did say humanity is acquiring all the right technology for all the wrong reasons. That's a chemist, organic chemist right there. Well, we have to believe him because he's probably a doctor. Yeah, and it is a buck 
Buckminster Fuller. I do believe the name. Very, very German. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like some of these ideas. I'm not entirely sure I like some of the applications. You will be wearing burlap while the rest of us are wearing nanotechnology. And I will be eating bugs and liking it, apparently. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. To his his own. So anyways, uh, this worked out well. A friend of mine had been listening and said, hey, uh, you guys bring up these interesting ideas. I'd love to hear about some solutions. Uh, this seems like a solution to some of the fast fashion. You just give in. That's my solution. <laughs> give in and enjoy. Okay, I'm going to need some therapy now. All right, y'all. Hey, see you. Later. Later.